What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sith Council. Sorry for the delay. We know we were supposed to be up on Wednesday night. Um, just had a lot of cool stuff going on. You know, we're taping a lot of MTS and editing. Got Friday Night Titans coming out, or at this point, it's out uh, at the moment. And taping some big things. I'm doing some pre-tapes. And I'm doing a, a few pre-tapes of Sith Council, and I asked for some of your questions, and you guys have asked some really great questions. So it's going to take me like two episodes to get through all of them, but I'm going to do, and they'll be like shorter episodes is another reason why I have to do two of them. But we will have an episode today, and we will have it at a regular time next Wednesday. So please keep your comments coming in. And if you are watching on the premiere right now, please, any comments that you're putting in the premiere, put them in the, um, in the actual comments because it helps tremendously and it helps the algorithm. And so does what helps the show in general is the podcast feed. Head on over to the podcast feed, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. That helps so much. And, and for example, I'm going to be taking a, a drive pretty soon and I'm going to be listening to a lot of podcasts and I do it on, on podcast form. A lot of the Schmodown after shows, thank God that a lot of them are on podcast form. I'll be doing that. But And if you haven't also done it, please subscribe. Hit the notification button. Hit the bell. All of it. All right, tons of questions. Tons of questions today on Sith Council. So before any further ado, it is the Sith Council show. Let's do it. I can feel your anger. It gives you focus. Makes you stronger. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sith Council. As I wear my DC fandom shirt. Um, lots of good stuff. And I think they were leading up to Obi-Wan Kenobi or Kenobi, whatever the hell it's called. Obi-Wan. It's the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Um, there are like so many stories out there that just are like, eh, you know, whatevs. And then I start getting all these questions when I post on whether it's Twitter or Facebook, my Facebook page. And I've been doing it on the community tab on YouTube also. I just get better stuff. I just get better stuff. Um, when you guys are sending things in, I get better questions. I get better topics. All of it. So I'm going to shut some stuff down because I don't want it to get too slow when I'm doing it because we have a lot of great questions coming in today. Really, really good ones and I, from all three of the, of the platforms. So let's get started. Let's get to the first one. And we're going to start off with a banger here. Chris Morris, is the Cara Dune character replaceable? Could there ever be a recast asking for a friend? Why, why, why bother getting yourself into that situation? You know? Because if you, if you replace the character, you're just going to have too many people complaining, and it, becomes, it takes away from the story. Because if the second you replace Gina Carano, you're going to have a whole wave of people like who are not going to be happy with the choice, whether they like the the actress that she gets replaced with or not. It it's not worth the headache. Just write the character out of the show. Um, I don't think the char- I, I liked the character of Cara Dune very much. I just don't think the character was so important that you have to recast. Um, it's like you can meaning you can explain why she's not around without hurting the overall story. You know, if, if, it's, if it's a matter of going to Mandalore and Din is going back there, there's something that Kara had to do in the New Republic side. They certainly were setting up a story for her of she was getting more involved in, in kind of going back to her roots. Then they'll just have to abandon that story is, the, is basically what they're going to have to do. So... 
yeah, I, I don't, I don't see why you would, why you'd bother, and I don't think, no, I don't think they recast. So, next question, Aram Munos, Munos, Aram Munos, do you think they'll use this show as means to fill a few plot holes in the original trilogy, like when Obi Wan claims to have no memory of owning R two D two when talking to Luke? I certainly hope that they do. If you have six hours or so, or close to six hours. You could absolutely do that. Your father wanted you to have this when you're old enough. When did he say that? Um, maybe we get some stuff in the flashback scenes. Of but the problem is that in the prequels, Obi Wan kind of discovers that he's having children. Is Anakin the father? And there's never really an opportunity for Anakin to say, "Hey, listen, if anything ever happens to me, make sure my kid gets my lightsaber." He just straight out lies to him. Yeah, your dad wanted you to have this when you got old enough. Oh, yeah? Dad didn't even know that you survived. What a load of crap that is, Obi-Wan. Real nice. Scumbag. Um, as far as the R2... That one's going to be harder. The one I just suggested is going to be harder to explain, but who knows? And do I think that they'll be able to do anything else? Uh, possibly. Here. Come in! Try that. This is what happens when I, when I, when I do stuff at home. A lot of banging on doors. Who knows what the hell's going on? But as far as the that that goes, you know the um. As far as that goes, who knows if if they're going to be able to do R two D two angle, a lot of different angles. I think they could use it, um, for sure. But we'll see if it happens. All right, next one. What is it? What do you got? Adam Williams, will there be any Sith Council t-shirts made available in the near future? It's funny that you say that, Adam, because if you heard not five or ten minutes ago, there was a Teams notification that popped up, because I didn't turn off my computer, Teams, um, with the, they're ready, to, they're ready to be out there. So by the time, well, by the time this drops, they may not be available yet, but they'll be available soon. I wonder if I can get the, show you the actual designs. I think I should be able to show you the designs. There's going to be two. It's going to be two shirts that pop up from Sith Council. And there's this one. What is the what is she proposing shirt, which we're going to be getting for sure. I, maybe that's the only one. There's only one. Only one Sith Council one, right? What was the? Oh no, I didn't. Yeah, there's an apologies one, but I think that was the. There's some big thing ones, but this is the this is the only uh, Sith Council one. Is what is she proposing? So. Um, yeah, I think that's it. That's the only Sith Council one that for now that we're going to do. See, uh, so there you go. What is she proposing? Sith Council should be available very soon. If not, uh, if not today, then Monday. Uh, so there you go. Uh, apologies might be one I want to try also. Jeremy Foley. I've always been a fan of all the different creatures in the Star Wars galaxy, and my favorite being Tauntauns. What are you guys' favorite? I'm sorry, it's only me here, Jeremy. Uh, what are your favorite creatures in the Star Wars galaxy? Thank you for all you do, and keep up the great work. Thank you. Huh. Uh, what's my favorite car uh, creature? I mean, I love. I and I don't know. I think I always liked the um, the Rancor, and I think that the way that they, I I actually wasn't opposed to the fact that the Rancor was was able to be tamed. I liked that element of it and i like the that you got a little bit more of the rancor um 
Yeah, I think the Rancor would probably be, be mine if I was to... The prequels ones are always a hard, little harder for me to get into because they were so CGI'd. Um, I always like the practical effects of it. So I'd say the Rancor, for sure. Hopefully that was a good enough answer. Craig McRobbie. Do you believe that Lucasfilm will take a page out of the Obi-Wan series and adapt Rogue Squadron to a Disney Plus show? They could pull from the Legends novels and it could adapt well to a series format. What are your thoughts? I think it's a great thought. And I think it's possible to do it that way. The difference between Obi-Wan and this, which is not to mean, it doesn't mean that it won't happen, but the difference is that when the Obi-Wan movie was put into play, that was the only game in town. It was movies. There was no idea to do a Disney Plus series because Disney Plus wasn't really the, the strategy at the moment. Um, and they probably wouldn't even thought about it until Mandalorian did so well. But once that they once they did, then they said, "Okay, look, let's let's." I'm glad that they did it that way too, because they were going to go forward with it, and then they pulled back. Um, hold on a second. I want to make sure that I can. Want to make sure that I can uh, do this real quick. Hold on. Give me five seconds. You know, it's here. This is a great thing here. I can feel your anger. It gives you focus. Makes you stronger. Sorry, that's that's what I'm gonna do now when I have shit going on, stuff going on. Sorry, kids. Um, so let's go back to that question. I apologize. So the, the the Rogue Squadron thing, it was intended as a movie. Could they do it? Could they pull it back and say yes? Let's let's do an actual full show. Of course. But it just depends on, I would love to be a fly on the wall, although flies can't hear English, but still, I'd still like to be uh, in those rooms listening to what they're going to say about where we go, what do we do, what's the strategy, what are the shows, what, like, what constitutes getting the green light in TV? I understand movies when it comes to what they think can bring in box office, what's going to constitute as a hit, what they think, I understand like the, the process and the thoughts. But with TV, I'm so, like, it, it's got to be a matter of, because if they're going to the old Republic side, then they're going to be paying attention to a lot of stuff that doesn't connect to the overall universe, right? They're clearly doing stuff when it comes to uh, Ahsoka, and even Mandalorian fits into Boba Fett. Boba Fett fits into Ahsoka and Mandalorian. They all fit into each other, and, and they're playing off in this kind of shared universe inside of television. So how does it all get... Uh, approved and where they want to go with it. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think they're going to focus on the High Republic stuff next. I think that's what the next wave is as they get to um, the Acolyte and um, whatever else they're working on. You know, this uh, celebration is going to tell us a lot. Celebration is going to tell us a lot. So, um, so I don't know if we're going to see a Rogue. I think I, to me, I think Rogue Squadron, it, you could do a series, but I also think it's one of those that you could probably do pretty well. As a standalone. Adam Siri. Hi from Australia. What major announcements do you think will happen at Celebration this year? Um, well, there you go. Um, major announcements. they got to announce a film. They have to. The, the films have just been so non-existent and they keep falling. I mean, no one's going to take it. None of the hardcore fans are going to take it very serious when the film does get announced. Unless Taika Waititi comes out and says, here it is. This is it is. We've already started filming. Then people will start to take it serious. But here's Taika Waititi. His movie's going to be this. 
and then people are going to be like, okay, how long before they cancel it? How long before we hear that there's problems on the set? It seems to be every movie. I don't know if there's any movie. There's like one or two movies that didn't have that problem. So, um, But I do think we'll hear a major announcement about one, two films. I would put one film at 95%. I would put two films at 40%. And I'd put three films at 20%. Is, is what I would, as far as the movies go. Major announcements, I'd get, I'd say, if you look at what they did for that, this, it was it the stockbrokers or the, the shareholders meeting? Stockbrokers, the shareholders meeting. Um, they announced Acolyte, and this was 2020 when they did this, and Acolyte's coming out in 2023, so three years. So if they announce, if they use Celebration to announce new series, and as I'm, I'm doing the math here, we know that we have Acolyte, Ahsoka, um, potentially this Stranger Things series that, that was rumored to be there, which could be coming out in 2023 also, Mandalorian. They're either going to... Uh, I hope that they don't, but I very well could see them announcing Boba Fett Season 2. Um, so that might be a big announcement, but that would still land in the 2023-2024 area. So I do think we're going to get some announcements from new series that land in 2025 um, area and 20, maybe even 2026. So there might be a major series that's announced, like a major series, if you look at the timing of it all. Uh, so that's, that's something that could definitely happen. I think a new video game, so a, a big video game will be announced. And yeah, something major will be announced. And I'm, I'm, I think that would be the, the general area, and I'm sure I'm forgetting something else. So there you go. Ryan Rosamilia, do you think Disney will ever do a Vader-centric show or a film that goes under the helmet and into his psyche? Kind of like Lords of the Sith showed his inner turmoil, something that shows his true power. We only saw a real glimpse in Rogue One. Ryan, I would love it, dude. I would love it. I do think they're scared of it. I think that they feel like they don't want to rely on him too much, and they feel like it'll be, you know, they're gonna, they, they don't want to milk that teat, if you will, of Vader. And having him, and I even think they said as much in like Rebels, where they don't want to, they don't want to put too much on him, and have him like when he comes in, it's more terrifying. Which I do agree with that it does be that it does become more terrifying when he just pops in. Even in Obi Wan, I don't think he's going to be like super prominent. I think he's going to pop in on in moments and scare the hell out of people, the same way he did in Rogue One and in Rebels. And I think that's a that's a great way to do it. But I do think a little mini series. The, the the potential announcement of that Obi-Wan 2, uh, season 2, scares me a bit. I mean, the, the selfish part, part is like, well, yeah, if it's a great series, I want to see part, part 2. But I almost, the reason it scares me, it's like, it goes into the same mentality of, of the movies that sometimes when they make money and you're like, oh, there's no intention for a sequel, but it made so much money, make a sequel. It's like, I'm... I, I'm that's what makes me nervous is that they don't, they feel like if it's really successful, they'll keep doing it until people are tired of it. So like if well, I think a Vader series, if they did one, you do four to six episodes uh, of exactly that adapt Lords of the Sith or do something in younger Vader, like right out of revenge of the Sith and do something. I mean, it would, it would do massive numbers, massive numbers, but again, they probably don't want to explore it too much. And I remember Pablo Hidalgo saying something about it. He said it, 
which he does get a little frisky sometimes, and I think sometimes he just he 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 dumps he, he does come off pompous sometimes. He does. I, I love Pablo Hidalgo. Sometimes he comes off pompous, and when and when he did the um, he did the thing with the uh, what was it? When he, there was already an Anakin story. It was it was called uh, it was it was called Re- Revenge of the Sith. He tweeted out about that a while ago, but it's like. And this is before, to, to be fair to him, this is before streaming and everything too. So probably as those conversations come in and they decide they wanted to do another one, or very well could be 100% right. And then he said, no, we're not doing any more Vader stuff. We did it. We're going to have him pop in. He's going to do a few more things there, but we told the origin story of it and we're done. So he could very well be right. Um, either way, I'd like to see it. I think it'd be interesting. Whatevs. All right, next one. Sal Skalicki. Will we ever see the return of Quinlan Voss in live action? Animated or book form? Really would love a follow-up story for Dark Disciple featuring him. I would like to see them do Dark Disciple as a series. Because you, me, and a few other people read that book. You know, And when it comes to... I know it was a popular series among Star Wars fans, and I love Christy Golden, and I think what she did was incredible in that book. It's a very underrated book. But it's, if when you say Dark Disciple to most casual fans especially casual Star Wars fans they have no idea they don't know the fate of uh, Asajj Ventress and what happens with Asajj Ventress let's see that happen let's let's have that be a follow-up I think that's a great book I I have said this to you guys a million times over to where I'm blue in the face it is baffling to me that Lucasfilm does not adapt some of their really well-written stories that they have in books into these mini-series for Disney+. Plus. It's right there. And it also goes away from what Kathleen Kennedy was saying, which made no sense at the time when she said um, that there's no source material. I think that what she meant, maybe, maybe not, I don't know, I didn't hear her clarify it. She had said there's no, she was comparing it to, to whether it was Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings. She said the difference is we don't have any source, we don't have source material. I think what she meant was it wasn't created from source material. Um, I think what she meant was that, you know, it it came from this idea of these things that George Lucas loved all his life and and basically created this thing, and then source material came on down the line. But it doesn't change the fact that there's tons of source material now that if they wanted to, they could adapt that into many, many series, many different... uh, A movie if they wanted to. I, I I say go into series in general. But... Dark Disciple is one of those. You could absolutely tar- turn Dark Disciples into a into a mini series, uh, or even two two series, two seasons, um, uh, or even three if you want to continue on with with Quinlan Boss, pass on through that and keep telling the story. That's one of those ones where, as I just said before, sometimes it's like just make the series, call it a day, move on to the next one. That's one that if Dark Disciple did very well and people responded to the characters even though there's, I don't think there's a continuation of the book, you could then continue that on. So there's so much inside of the books. I don't, and, and I could be 100% wrong. They could very well be looking into the novels. I just haven't heard anything about it. The only thing I ever heard was uh, a rumor that they were looking at Lost Stars, they were close to getting to, to Lost Stars, and then they said, no, no one will care because it, it's, not, it's not characters we know. And... Uh, they abandoned it. And I, I don't know how true it is, just something that, that we heard. And if it's true, I think that's completely false. I think that if you did a, if you did that version, if you did Lost Stars as a miniseries, oh, it would crush. It would crush. 
Claudia Gray's writing is so good. And boy, does she know Star Wars. All right, moving on. And I want to tell you about Athletic Greens, ladies and gentlemen. Athletic Greens. I've been talking to you guys already about Athletic Greens, and it's so good. From the second Brett told me about it, you guys need to try it. Have you tried it since I've been telling you about it? And if you have, leave it in the comments and tell me what you like. I've been talking to a few different people that really, really uh, love it as much as I do. And I've been using it now all the time. And uh, it's, it's, it's great. It's got a, pro a product. I, it's, it's, I think it's, like a, it's now become like I have to use it every day. And I'll be, continue to do it for a long time. Because I didn't have a lot of time to do this stuff. And I wanted better gut health. I wanted more energy. I wanted an optimized uh, immune system. And I hated the pills and the vitamins. And I wanted to take a supplement that actually tastes great. So I've been doing it for a while. And I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy, which is great. And it has a kind of mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. So what is it? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of, this, this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system. It's great. I do it because, I, like I said, I didn't want to do the pills. I want to do all that stuff. And I, and I, hear, and I heard good things. I heard it, makes, it helps with sleep and all that, too. And I'm going to be uh, taking a few trips, and I'm taking it with me. And it's going to help me stay. Because a lot of times when you're on the road, it's hard to stay healthy. Well, that changes with this. And it's, it's lifestyle-friendly. It doesn't matter if you're keto, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. It, it doesn't matter. It's the one thing with the best things, Athletic Greens. It uses the best of the best products with the latest science with uh, Constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Try it. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. Athletic Greens is over 7,000 five-star reviews. You should have seen Brett when, when I got my samples, and he was like, you better, you better take those. It's trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient Daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Now, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Did you hear that? And all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash big thing. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash big thing. And take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Everybody's talking about this stuff now. And you're going to go, oh, that's the thing that Harlow's always talking about on Sith Council and big thing. Man, I should have tried it. Try it. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. All right, let's keep going. Um, I said it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode today, but we're still going to keep going. Kevin Gudgeon. I hope I got that. Force Ghost Anakin in the Ahsoka series. I would have to put that one if we're going percentages here. I'd probably put that in the high eighties. High eighties on the Force Ghost. We know that he we know that he achieved it because you see it in Return of the Jedi, and then you hear it again in um in uh, Rise of Skywalker. So it would make sense that he'd be visiting her. And I think that we already know he's in a series. I think a flashback is something that I, I'm. It's funny because I can't tell you which one I'd rather have. I'm really looking forward to Anakin Skywalker, Hayden Christensen in the flashbacks in the Clone Wars in live action. 
really looking forward to that because the stuff that we've seen in Mandalorian and the flashbacks in general that we've seen in, in the shows, like the stuff that they've done, it, it's been great. I've loved the flashbacks. I know sometimes people think the flashbacks like lazy writing. I, I, I don't think so. I, I think I, I like to see, and I also like to see that glimpse into the live action stuff that we've seen. And I've always said that the version of Anakin that we see in the, in the Clone Wars animated series elevates Hayden stuff that he does in Revenge of the Sith. So now, if Hayden is also going to be able to elevate himself in those performances through performances now, if that makes sense, um, that's something I really would be interested in seeing. But the Force Ghost side of it is also something that's great. How long has he been visiting her? How they, are they going to set up? Because that was the thing in, in Boba Fett that everybody was like, wait, they're not going to show you how and, uh, Luke and Ahsoka met? which I think they still can do that, and they still very well might do that. It's crazy now, though, that you know and you're confident enough that if they put Luke in again, you're not like, oh, I don't know if I want to see him. It's going to look weird. You know it's not going to look weird now after you see what they did in Boba Fett. So, but as far as that goes, yeah, I think, I think, we'll, I think we'll see him as a, as a fourth ghost. I think, I think that every show seems to have, like, the big thing that happens, right? You know, like they had the, it's been Luke on both Mandalorian and, and Boba Fett. Um, I think Qui-Gon will be the big thing that happens on, on Obi-Wan. Or maybe if it's even the, the Emperor, you know, which has been rumored also. So what, what's the big thing that's going to happen at Soka? Yeah, could, it's, it's probably going to be, I mean, he's cast in it. They already announced that he's going to be casting it, so I think that that probably makes sense that they're going to do that. Kirsten Grant, hello, Kirsten. Are we going to get more movies? I've heard nothing. Would like to see a story right after Revenge of the Sith with the Emperor's power, like Lost Stars, the other side of the Empire. What are your thoughts? Well, I did just mention Lost Stars, although, although Lost Stars itself takes place in the beginning of New Hope, so it's it's about nineteen years, or rather, I think fifteen, sixteen years is when it, after Revenge of the Sith is when it starts. Um, but yes, well, first of all, as far as the, your initial question, I do think we're going to get an announcement for the movies. And I think it'll be Taika Waititi's movie. As I said, I think that one movie is a guarantee. I think two movies is possible. And I think three movies is unlikely, but who knows? Um, but if it is, let, let's just focus on the movie. I think that they're going to announce. I think Taika Waititi is going to come out. I think he's going to announce whatever movie he's going to do. I think they probably have started pre-production on it already. Maybe they'll show some pictures from it. Who knows? But if that's the case and we're announcing this and he's, as he's been prepping on it, I think because he's been announced and doing some stuff for so long, I think we get this movie in December of 2024. If it's 2025, I would not be surprised at all if it's December 2025. But if they announce it in December 2024 because they've already been working on stuff, I wouldn't be shocked. But if I was, if I was going to tell you, if you're like, well, I can, I'm, I'm going to make a big bet, and I only have these two dates that you're giving me, December 2025 or December 2024, I'd say the safe bet is 2025. But I would not be shocked if they, if they, they do that 2024. As far as your other question goes, and as far as story right after revenge of the sith um yeah i mean that's that's that would be great i don't i don't know about movie though i think that right now you can tie everything especially now that they're doing obi-wan i just think that this is this is why one of the reasons that i talk about and everybody knows my love for the tv series and it's not just a matter of i mean my my major gripe with it is that 
there's just so many problems that come with the movies when they're trying to connect everything and they don't have a complete board that's connecting everything. We saw what happened with the new trilogy. If you love them, that's great, but you can't deny that the plan was kind of all, it was, was out of the window. Um, and having a plan that's trying to sync up, especially when you're in good favor with the fans of everything that they're so invested in with the TV shows, it's just tricky. And I think one-offs, my, my, my plan would be for the movies, if I was, if someone was stupid enough to say, hey, you could run the, the Star Wars division for the next five years, what would you do? And I would say, okay, well, what I, what I would probably do um, I would take the uh, the first thing I would, it would two things I would do I would either run single movies like a Rogue Squadron something that would not have a lot of expectations and find someone who's passionate like a Patty Jenkins and make the story that they'd want to tell that doesn't they, depending on where it needs to lock up into the time period and I'd make a I'd make a standalone movie that's that's part one the other one that I would definitely do um, is either set a time period in motion like a Knights of the Old Republic or the Old Republic in general that you can then start a series based off of the groundwork that you do with the film. That you could then put the film out, hopefully it's popular enough, launch a TV show. I'm very similar with it doing with like Dune and, um, and uh, Penguin from the Batman. Something along those lines. And then you give yourself enough time because TV series usually can come out every year if you give yourself enough prep time and, and do all that. So if you put a movie out, hypothetically, in 2024, the Old Republic, let's just use that as an example. The Knights of the Old Republic, and we're going to set up the Old Republic about how Bastilia and, and Revan and everybody gets started inside of the Knights of the Republic. And that's the initial movie is, is establishing that. And maybe the shit, maybe the first movie is... is um, Revan and Malik causing havoc and all, and all that. Maybe that's the first part of it. I'm just, I'm just hypothetically saying. And then, and, that, and that, that comes out, let's say that comes out in 2024, right? So 2025 is the launch of season one of Knights of Republic. Season two of Knights of Republic is the following year. And then season three is the following year. And then a big movie the following year after that. That's one way you could do it. And the other way you could do it is also a season finale of a, of a show or series finale of a show, right? So again, Mandalorian, let's say Mandalorian, right now they're in season three in 2022. Season four will be 2023. And then let's say, let's say 2024, um, they're going to end the series. They're going to end it in 2024. Well, if we know that we're going to end the series in December, in the last weekend of December, well, the series finale ends uh, with a big movie. And, and you just let it play and then play out until January, like the way Spider-Man did. And, and then when it's time that it's done with its theatrical run, you put it on Disney+. Plus. That was a lot. Okay. Thank you for that one. Brett L. Harry. What if when Obi-Wan told Luke Vader betrayed and murdered your father, he meant himself. Obi-Wan was there when Luke was born and watched over him, trained him as his Padawan as he did as Anakin. Owen and Brood did most of raising, but Obi-Wan set him on his path and Luke became a Jedi like his father. After Anakin died, Obi-Wan died too and he disappeared on Tatooine. Interested to show what this show reveals either way. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how, how they're going to... I think that you know he's obviously going through some stuff. 
he's going through a lot mentally. You know, he knows he lost the war. He's still, he's, he made it a, a promise that he's going to watch over his friend who he's murdered or he killed. Uh, he's he's going to watch his, he's going to wa- look over his son. That's got to be weighing on him so much. And he just looks down and out, defeated. So I'm curious how they're going to play it all in. And then, then you're going to see the relationship with him and Owen also. Um, and I wonder, wonder if Obi-Wan's, you know, still getting it because he's not really a Jedi. So is he, is he getting any, is he getting any love? Is he getting any love? Well, if he is, maybe he can use joy mode. Uh, oh, even Obi-Wan, even Obi-Wan might need to use joy mode. What is joy mode? Let me tell you about joy mode. I've been telling you about joy mode. It's good stuff. A lot of times you, you're, you're at that gas station and you're standing around, you're looking at those hard on pills. I know they're tempting. I know they are. But if you look at them and you, honestly, you, you flip it around to see like what is in this stuff, it is not good for you. Actually, terrible for you. And the same goes for the, the stuff on the market that claim to help dudes in the bed. But who the hell wants a four-hour erection? It's got nasty side effects, got heart problems, and a possible trip to the hospital to get rid of that thing. No thanks. Joy Mode. It's here to save the day. And whether you're happy or unhappy with your performance in the bedroom, why not perform even better? Joy Mode Sexual Performance Booster. It's like a pre-workout, but it's for sex. So it's natural, and it's science-backed sexual wellness products for men. It's pretty great. The Joy Mode was created because the products in the market are terrible, and they knew that they could do better. Prescriptions come with all sorts of side effects, and the -the over-the-counter gas station pills are sketchy and they're fraudulent. But lots of guys take both because they don't have a better option. You tear open the sachet, and you mix it with six six to eight, six? You know, I guess, kind of. But six to eight ounces of water, just like your favorite electrolyte packet. For best use, consume it anywhere from 45 minutes to four hours prior to sexual activity. You're going to notice better blood flow, erection quality, firmness, and increased sexual energy and drive. If you want to spice things up in the bedroom and boost your sexual performance and do it naturally without prescription drugs, we have a special offer for the Big Thing audience. Go to usejoymode.com slash big thing or enter big thing at checkout for 20% off your first order. That is usejoymode.com slash big thing for 20% off your first order. Thank you to Joy Mode. All right. Let's do another one here. The next question that we have comes in from Cameron Hooten. Speaking of Joy Mode, will we see Satine Kreese in Obi-Wan series? Um, will we see her? No, I don't think we will. Will we hear of her? Will we mention her? I hope so. I hope so. I hope we get a mention of her. And I think that it also kind of, you know, fits back to, um, it, it fits back to Mandalorian. It, it, with Bo-Katan and, the whole family and, and all of it, I, I think that it would be great if they mentioned her. The question is, who's he going to have these types of conversations with, right? And who's he talking to when he's saying the, the war was lost? Is that, is that Qui-Gon? Does he have conversations with Yoda? Is he talking to, um, to Bail Organa? He's got to have some of those conversations to give information like this. Things that we're, that we're curious about like that, that's, that's what we're going to be looking for here, for sure. All right, so I do think that we'll hear about her. I don't think we'll see her. Miguel Aguilar. Hello, Council. My question is, is there any update on Sith Council panel meet and greet and Star Wars Celebration salute? Yeah, man, we got screwed this year. I don't know what happened. Got screwed this year. Didn't get, uh, didn't get approved for panels? Didn't get approved for media badges? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I might have screwed us. 
back in 2019 with the Galaxy's Edge rant. I might have. They didn't say as much, but I wouldn't be surprised. It is what it is. Happens. If that's the case, hey, you, 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 you pay for your actions, kids. So uh, I don't know if that's the case. I might be wrong. They might just not have the, the, the stuff. But um, I did not get approved for the stuff. So will I be there? As of right now, no. As of right now, no. But um, never say never. We shall see. And we'll figure it out. Either way, we'll be reporting on it because we're excited about it. A lot of cool stuff going to be coming out of a celebration. And it's if you haven't gone to Star Wars Celebration and you have an opportunity to, go. It's by far, and I'm not just saying it as a Star Wars fan, it's a, it is the best convention to go to. It is, it just, it, it feels good. Not that the other ones don't, but I've always, I always use this as an example. When you're walking down in Comic-Con and when you're on the panel floor, there's something you're not going to be interested in. So there's just so much stuff. But at Celebration, everything is Star Wars. So it's impossible. Even if, it does, if, even if it's things that you like less, it's still Star Wars. And the panels are fantastic. The energy is great. It's, it's, my, favorite, it's my favorite convention, uh, hands down. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to go. But if not, we'll be reporting on it. I'll be doing videos on it. So either way. Okay. Let's get to, I'm going to get to like one more, and then we're going to call it a day. I know it's a short, like I said, it's a shorter episode, but I will be back for next week to do a longer one. Michael Dricos, do you think a young Boba Fett could appear in shows that take place in between episode three or four like Kenobi? I mean, I think just to kind of quote Filoni, like anything can happen, right? If they, and this, they have this open thing where, there's so much material and there's so much content and there's so many characters that as they're going through the creative process and they're saying, hey, what if we use Boba Fett here? Because it, it would make sense for him to show up. Yeah, I could see it happening um, for sure. And especially, especially with the Obi-Wan series. I mean, they, they've, got, they've got some beef. So it's, but I think that I'd like to see BK be in it, though. Because Obi-Wan gave him that scar. So I wonder at what point. I forget where that was. I've, but the problem with, with that Wookiee was that they set him up to be like this evil Wookiee. And then he wasn't really an evil Wookiee. He just was a pissed off Wookiee. Like I, was, I was so excited to see like the, the bad Wookiee. It wasn't bad. Everybody in that show, that, that like him and Boba Fett, it's like, nah, they're not really bad. They just had issues that they overcame and now they're good guys. Give him face turns. Anyway. All right, look, thank you so much for joining me today. Please subscribe to this channel if you haven't done that already, if you've been watching this whole time, and hit the notification button. Please check out Friday Night Titans also. Uh, the episode is live on the channel at the moment, on the Schmodown channel, so please do that. And thank you, guys. We'll be, uh, I have the rewatch of Jurassic Park is up on the channel at the moment. Monday, I got Chris Van Bleed on. Um, if you haven't checked his show, you should be doing that for sure. Wednesday, I'll be doing a question-heavy Big Thing episode, and Friday as well. We're going to be taking a break from Jurassic Park when we come back for part two the following week. But thank you guys so much. Appreciate you, and we'll see you next time on Sith Council. I can feel your anger. It gives you focus. Makes you stronger.